look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with David Faisal on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. Let's talk about cruising, Faisal. Have you gone on a cruise? I have been on a cruise. Have you? When was the, when's the last time you went? Oh, it's been 20 years, I bet. 20 years? Really? Yeah. You should go. Yeah. You should go. Well, you, you were, you know, you've been on a couple well, recently, I, haven't you? Yeah, Fairly I've been recently. on a couple of them. They're, yeah. they're pretty neat. The, the stuff that's on a cruise ship now is amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in, actually. You see some of the pictures of the new cruise ships, you know, since I would have uh, been on it. And it's, uh, it's absolutely impressive. And I know your feedback has been like, wow. Right? Yeah, I love the Midnight Buffet. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> the, the chocolate buffets as well too. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed to lose weight. Never. I remember you were a bit of a snake when you came back. You had to lay there and digest <laughs> it all, right? <laughs> you had some good eats. That's great. Oh wow! So somebody that's been on more cruises than Faisal Carmali. <laughs> Right, which is hard to believe, is yeah. Carolyn Spencer-Brown. Carolyn's going to join us today. She's an editor-at-large for CruiseCritic.com. Carolyn, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about this cruising. There was an article, Nine Things That Cruise Newbies Need to Know Before Walking the Gangplank. So we want to talk a little bit about that. And, um, you know, what do you need to know about yourself, actually? This is this was an interesting question, I thought. What do you need to know about yourself before you before you pick a cruise, if you've never been on a cruise before? So, so if you cruised 20 years ago and you've never cruised since, oh, my gosh, everything has changed so much. And every cruise line has its own sort of travel style or personality. And so what's really important these days is to, to understand what you're wanting to get out of the vacation. Um, if you want to party all night and dance all night, you don't want to pick a line that does classical music after dinner for an hour and everybody goes to bed. Um, some people might want that. It's, it's just you've got to really understand what your travel style is for this particular trip and then pick the line that best kind of corresponds to it. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And Faisal, that would correspond with kind of what you were doing. You're looking at a specific you know, event or experience you wanted to have and, and plan it around that, and that worked out spectacularly well. So I think that's a, that's a cool idea. Um, Carolyn, tell me a little bit about, so if, when you talk, because you've been on 300 cruises or it's an extremely yeah. large number, um, you talk to people that have never been on a cruise before. What do you typically hear about why? Why, why haven't they been on a cruise? You know, I've been covering the industry for over 20 years, and I'm still hearing the same cliches about why people don't cruise that I heard 20 years ago, and it's just so different than it was. You hear that you don't want to gain weight and gorge yourself. You want good food. Well, you can find gourmet food on a cruise line. Michelin star, chef, Nobu, you can find that. Um, people are worried they're going to be trapped. Well, if you go on a ship like Oasis of the Seas by Royal Caribbean, which has 100 passengers, but oodles of space, you'd be surprised. It's, it's, a big, it's a big shop. People are afraid they can't really explore and port to the extent that they want to. And there are lines out there that really focus on what's called destination immersion, which is they overnight import so you can go for nightlife or dinner um, and have more time to, get, you know, to be on the ground. So there's so many different options. So, Carolyn, do you, do you ever get people saying, well, I don't want to go on a cruise ship because, uh, you know, I'm afraid of getting seasick? We get it all the time, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you, it's a fair fear. Uh, and I actually get sick on just about anything that moves, or I did when I first started doing this. And there's all sorts of potions and, and remedies that you can use. But, yeah, you are on something that floats. The good news 
is that ships have stabilizers these days, and they're much more stable in the water than they used to be. Uh, you can still get sick. The only ship, kind of cruise ship experience, I would say you probably wouldn't get sick on is a river cruise, mm. uh, which is highly recommended in Europe, U.S., China, Asia. I think that... Very uh, smooth. Yeah, that river cruising, actually, interesting, right? We always think when we t- talk about cruises, you think about those big ocean cruises. But the river Correct. cruises yeah. are becoming more and more popular, is my understanding. Have you done a, a, a bunch of those, too? I haven't done enough. I I love them. I, they're my favorite way to cruise. You see land on both sides of, of the of the of the boats. We call them boats. We don't call them ships. Uh, they don't hold any more than two hundred passengers. Many hold less than that. You you pull right into town, like one of the fun ports on the Rhine, for example, which is a great first time river cruise. It goes to Switzerland, Germany. Um, and other places, and, and you go to Cologne, and it has this gorgeous cathedral, and you pull into town, and you get off, and you walk into the city, and you do your stuff, and you're there, and you can and, and you can just kind of be part of things and not be on a bus going around on a tour. So it, the river cruises are amazing. You can do wine cruises. You can do art cruises. You can do um, military history cruises all on the rivers, and it's just an amazing experience. Hey, so have you ever done a you ever done a river cruise? No, I've I've been on those big ships, but I, I was thinking when 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 I was hearing about the river cruise, you know, Dave, your concerns have been with too many people around you, and you get you don't like that, you know, yeah. you hate that big, thing. you can't have three thousand people hanging around beside you. <laughs> That's right. Um, so so a river cruise for you would be great. It'd well, be fantastic. I don't, and I've I've talked about that actually, but but doing I do intend to to do a river cruise because it looks amazing. Um, and you're right. Uh, one of the things that that concerns me about cruising on those big cruise ships is just literally how many people there are. So you know, let's go to that for a second, Carolyn. And you know, a guy like me, and have that fear. Is, is there like what are the are the cabins now spacious enough that I can get a little alone time, or is there enough space on the you know on the cruise ships that you know you're not just constantly surrounded by people? Yeah, and that, and that's the, probably the biggest concern that we hear from new to cruise travelers or who are thinking about it. You know, we were just on a ship that's 100 passengers. That's it. Yeah. Um, you can find ships that go to great places that are tiny. Um, and you make a good point. If we're on a big ship, we will upgrade our accommodation. So we have a little bit more space in our cabin. Cabins have gotten incredibly over-the-top fabulous. I mean, there's one cabin on a Region 7 Seas Explorer that is considered the most luxurious cabin in the world. It has its own spa. Hmm. Player piano, bar, wraparound, three sides, balconies. I mean, incredible. You'd never come out. Uh, so there's w- lots of ways to get around. But what will surprise you is no matter how many passengers are on a ship, it's absolutely possible to find quiet spots. And remember, most days you're in, people are in port. And if you stay on board in, in a port that you've already been to, you get a whole ship to yourself. It's beautiful. Do they give a Groupon? Any Groupons for those uh, fancy? No, no. I don't think so. No. I don't think Groupon. Well, tell me a little bit about the range then of, of kind of what, what a cruise can cost you. I bet there's a very wide range, but depending on the kind of experience you, you have, what, what, what are you looking at for this range? We're looking at deep, deep, deep cheap would be about 45 to $75 per person per day based on two people sharing a cabin. Um, now, remember, what that includes is your, your squares, your meals, yep. uh, the midnight buffet, if there is one. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the bad news, though, that, that's kind of gone away because people are more healthy these days. Right. Um, the, you get entertainment, your cabin, transportation between ports. So it's a pretty good value. That's the cheapest you'll get. And it'll be on an older ship with maybe not so many facilities as the new ships have, but perfectly, perfectly great. Uh, the, the 
high end, if you want to go on a really nice luxury cruise, you're going to spend about $500 per person per day. So for a couple, that's $1,000 a day. It seems pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is different about the luxury end, and the more you pay, the more you get. Uh, so you'll you get more included. You may get short skirts included or liquors included, tips are included. So you're not paying out of pocket all the time. So it's good to do the math and see what the best value is. Tell me about the champagne wishes and caviar dreams. If we go on to go crazy, what can you do? Well, I, if you want to go crazy, I would definitely pick an upscale line that includes the champagne and the caviar as part of the fair. That's what I'd do. And I'll tell you, one line that does a great job with that is Seaborn. Seaborn. Uh, you know, you can order caviar at room service, and they'll bring it to you. All right. For all Beautiful. those fancy people listening, what 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 are we going to do? Like, you're going on $1,000 <laughs> a couple. Now what are we at for the champagne wishes and caviar dreams? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you can also pay extra for it if the cruise line offers it. So, and get your you know thirty five dollar a night fare. Uh, although I suspect probably the cruise line that sells at thirty five dollars a fare doesn't carry caviar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we can go a lot higher than that, I'm sure. Um, okay, anything else that uh, that we haven't asked you? I think that uh, people really need to know if they haven't done a cruise or concerned about it, they haven't done it in twenty years. What what is what is it today that they need to understand that they they don't know? story on Cruise Critic where we ask people for the memories of their first cruise. And one person said something that I thought was really interesting. His first cruise was in 1974, and he paid $699 per person per day. And that is the same amount you're going to pay today. It's a great value. It's still a great value. Having said that, the worst thing you can do is come into this and say, I just, I'm going to say, I'm going to pick this line because it's $15 a day cheaper than the other one. You really you really want to make sure you're getting value for your money and you're picking the line that best suits your travel style. That's the most important thing you can do. On that note, I think we have to leave it there. I want to thank you for your time today. Great. I hope to see you guys out on the seas. Yeah, you bet. We've been joined by Carolyn Spencer-Brown, editor-at-large for CruiseCritic.com. Faisal, I know your experience was terrific there, and not for mm-hmm. everybody maybe, but uh, you certainly spoke very highly of your uh, you know, your most recent experience there. Yeah, there was two major reasons. One, it was a great experience with a bunch of friends and so forth, yep. and the second part of it, you weren't there, so it's even better, right? <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's all who you're with. You it's always say with. that, but you keep inviting me. For the one-way trip only. Oh, okay. Yeah, for the one-way trip. Yeah. Stake in that. <laughs> so this is all about lifestyle, buddy, uh, one way or another. Whether it's a cruise or some other kind of a lifestyle, this is about supporting a lifestyle when you got the time to do it. And we're going to talk about that very thing at our upcoming seminar. That's right. On Tuesday, November 21st, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats, so give us a call, 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website at morethemoneyradio.com. And don't miss our discussion after the break. We're going to talk to a lawyer who will tell us how to be selective about who inherits under your will while reducing the ability of family members to successfully challenge your decisions. That on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.